chilling, hanging out with the baby and, you know, doing, doing stuff. Been doing a lot of yard work, dude. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm like tanner than I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure, you look the tannest you've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, summer in eighth grade when I went to Hawaii or something. Yeah. But oh, doing a lot of just hanging out at the house. It's been good, dude. I feel like I'm grounding a lot, you know? Like we talked about the other day, like I just feel like I'm, you know, like connecting with my body again, connecting with myself and taking much needed time to get out of my head and into my heart. Yeah, how was last year for you? heavy dude like it was good it was like a lot of growth a lot of like intellectually like progressed a lot but it was you know like taxing and so why was it taxing just you know, things go 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 oh go 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 yeah you're you're pretty go 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 yeah so it, it i always like sophia and i whenever we take <laughs> whenever we take vacations we we always take at least uh two weeks usually two to four weeks somewhere there because it takes me about a week and a half to actually like chill decompress from everything like my usual routine and then get into like a whole new swing of things and then i can actually start like checking out a new culture and infusing into it and everything but i feel like that's what's happened here is like i'm finally like infusing back into just like i don't know life but not like work you know i see what you're saying yeah that's good that's a good i mean it's 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 forced right now but i think it's a blessing yeah, whatever the excuse, it's good. Because if this, I feel like if this never happened, then you'd still be go, go, go. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, the society we live in kind of forces you to be go, go, go. Yeah. You know what how I mean? about you, man? Like, what's up? You're like super traveler, so how are you surviving all this? And, you know, like, what's. Uh, I've been loving it, man. It's been an opportunity to just look inward. You know, all the things I love, I can't do right now. So it forces you to just, it doesn't force you, but I'm choosing to, to look inward, you know. Initially, yeah. I was working out at home when this whole thing happened, but I kind of said, well, I can always work out anytime I want. Yeah. You know, so I've been just meditating a lot, you know, reading, stretching, things that I don't normally do as much. Yeah. When I'm, quote, you know, quote, unquote, go, go, go. So it's been nice, man. It's been nice learning the skills. Yeah, I've uh, I don't know if you watched that. There's a documentary out by this guy, Doctor Stephen Greer, and he's like a dude who is about. He did this other documentary called Unacknowledged, and it was like all these people in the military talking about their experiences with extraterrestrials and UFOs and everything. And he came out with a new one recently, and he has this meditation where he tells you because they have all these documented cases of like him and a group of people going out to different places out in the wilderness and like contacting ufos and like having them like do flybys and they video a bunch what? of them. so he has like this meditation where he says there's a technique to like call in ufos and so i've been doing that just you know because i love you i love that whole yeah. idea of UFOs. Crazy. So do, you, do you think it's, that's a thing i absolutely do man i've actually i've seen a ufo man and you know i don't talk about it much because you know because of where we are as a culture and everything right. but um yeah i saw I've, I've seen i've seen some very interesting things but one specifically um i saw that was really inexplicable for me so that's what i that's what i'm categorizing it as hmm. and what was, your, what was your experience like what happened well i was out in uh, kind of like uh you know the san diego forest area um you know out east a little ways and 
I was with some friends and my buddy had just gotten married or uh, just proposed. And so we were out there kind of just like doing a little boys trip hanging out. And, uh, we saw, we were having a bonfire and we walked away from the bonfire and saw this crazy like light in the sky. And we just kind of, it, it didn't really stick out too much. Um, and then we started watching it a little bit closer and we saw that it just had like really interesting behavior, you know, like, um, you know, you know, like light that you see from really far away, you can't really like make out um, shape, the shape of the light source or anything. Right, right. But this thing was weird. It had like a black, very defined shape in the middle of it, even though it was like, you know, obviously I can't tell exactly how far away it was, but it was far enough away to potentially just look like a fuzzy ball of light, you know, but it had a very distinct shape and it had a very distinct black shape in the middle. It was kind of like the Star of David. It was like a six pointed star. Wow, and and it would and it like would sh change colors in a very interesting way. Like, you know, if you see like a ball of light, and the colors change, you would just basically see the blended change of that color. But right. it was weird. You could see like almost like if you were putting a a, a new colored filter over <clears throat> over the the light, you would see the light be half red, half green for a second, and then it would take over and go all the way to red, or all the way to green, or all the way to blue. And it was like changing the colors. It was really strange like to be able to see all that definition from a light source so far away. And just it's like flying pattern was really odd. Like, you know, I don't know. Like they probably have drones that can fly similar, to, but there were just very like intricate movements that seemed a little more um, fluid than I think a drone tends to look, you know? Wow. And did you see the news about the, uh... Pentagon releasing a bunch of classified videos on UFOs. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch the videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those actually got released in 2017, but they just kind of now press released it, you know, even though they'd already mm. been out for a while. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, when you think about, I feel like this debate always comes up like, are we alone in the universe? And, a lot of people tend to think that we are, and it, to me, it's just like the most asinine, uh, self-lifting thing I've. Yeah, it's. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Like, uh, just when you really sit there, which I think that's a lot of the problem is, people often don't necessarily like sit there and try and think it out, like how unfathomably large this fish tank is that we're all in you know like I, I was thinking about I do a meditation and uh, this meditation is just kind of something that I did you know organically one time and it worked pretty well like I felt really good afterwards and it was basically like zooming out of my body out of the planet and looking at the planet and then just try to zoom farther and farther away hmm. and you know I was like trying to fathom how large the the Milky Way galaxy is and then fathom because there's like you know millions of stars in our Milky Way galaxy and then there's a huge right. gap in between to the next galaxy and then there's billions of galaxies with star systems that are in, in amounts of billions of stars in each one of those gal uh, galaxies it's like dude this isn't like the human comprehensive level of understanding and to say it, it really is past our fathomability to a place where it's almost like infinity is the same, you know, and so right, it's, right, right, right. infinity is the closer thing to the reality of the size of this thing than our fathomability of the size. 
then realistically it's really silly to fathom that there's that we are the only or even a, a even life is such a slight thing you know like i feel like life is teeming through the entire universe uh in just different forms and we're just probably very bad at identifying or even looking far enough uh, off our yeah i think one of the biggest issues with ufos or people's desire to not believe in ufos is like it throws a lot of wrench in like the idea of like religion yeah you know what i mean yeah because a lot of religions don't mention the existence of ufos you know they only talk about god which yeah. is which is fine but it's like the the bible doesn't say god created us and then created other beings and other planets <laughs> yeah and so, so it just, it's like challenges your belief system you know like if you believe in ufos and it's like okay who created them is it god that created them or the bible's version of god or you know the quran's version of god or whatever book you want to use for as an example yeah yeah it's a trip dude it, and you know sophia and i were talking about um you know just like how where we're at in our culture right now is just so gnarly um and it's like a perfect time for these things to be coming here and and trying to intervene and yada 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 because uh we're just like so aggressive and angry and <laughs> probably what uh these divine books referred to as angels and all that like they're probably here to just say like hey you guys for you to get to where we're at you have to be a more functioning species and culture and um you know like everything so you know i think they're probably more so guardians or angelic types of beings that get to that uh, sophistication of technology because you can't like look at us we we get to certain levels of sophistication with our culture and our technology and whatever and then we like destroy two huge egos in the form of you know cultures or cities or whatever fight and topple a bunch of growth you know like look at alexandria being burned to the ground and Mm. You know, like one example of many wars that have uh, kind of decimated technology and intellect and all that to help progress us but you know like i think we're kind of at a critical mass point where it's it's a little different now like we have global interconnectedness with logistics chains and communication and i think that we really are on the precipice of shifting into something different and you know uh my wife and i were talking about how this covid thing potentially is a very big hiccup in the global markets and in just consciousness in general uh to help people kind of do what you know what i've been doing is grounding you know just naturally i felt like it was an important thing to just tap back into myself and see what my position is as a human not just as a brett trying to make money in a capitalistic system you know and i think that may be um you know intelligently placed there for all of us to kind of tap in and say all right it's ready for getting ready for a, a push that's going to change things make sure you're connected with yourself and with the planet and with your species yeah that's a good point i mean i feel like there's a deeper opportunity here for a lot of people that are going through a hard time right now mm -hmm. especially with the, the pandemic because you can literally 
change your life. There's so much opportunity for change right now. And the thing is, change is scary for human beings. You know, yeah. change is scary when it comes to finding a new job. Change is scary when it comes to traveling. Change is scary when it comes to going to a city you've never been before by yourself. Yeah. Change is scary when it comes to, to uh, getting a divorce because you know you hate your marriage, but you're scared of the unknown. Yeah. You know, change is scary in so many facets of life. So I think that unfortunately, a lot of people are not taking advantage of. This opportunity for change right now. Well, I'll tell you, the people who I think are not taking advantage of the people that went out and bought a bunch of paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, the toilet paper gang. Yeah, the toilet paper gang. Yeah, I've, you know. What was that about, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. It Do you understand the psychology behind that? Or what's your take on the psychology behind? Of all things, they skipped food. They skipped so many other essentials. No yeah, that's so primal to me. I, I, I think it's. Um, I don't know. I think it's somewhat indicative of just where we're at as a culture in general. Like, nonsensical. We're very nonsensical right now, and it's, so it's like, who knows? Like, you know, I think there doesn't even have to be rhyme or reason for a lot of behavior patterns in our culture right now because there's just so much weirdness that goes on. You know, like, so I think it was just kind of a little bit of putting a megaphone on the weird <laughs> we are now. It's like when your survival is tested, you're worried about wiping your ass versus feeding your kids. Like, it's just, that's where we are. We're completely upside down as people. We, we're so disconnected from what it is to survive and to be, to be a, an organism on this planet that we're worried about, like, as if that's like the, almost like that's the basic thing you need to be a civilized human almost like it's toilet paper like you wipe your ass so that you don't have you know feces or fecal matter on your hand like that it's almost like they came to the very basic step of being human in a mm -hmm. modern culture wow. versus like not wanting to transition back to somebody that's more pitted around realistic survival tactic right I don't know no I, don't that, know. I mean that makes that makes a ton of sense it's just of all things, you know, it just, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think we're ever gonna forget it. 10, 20 years from now, we're gonna be talking and we're gonna say, remember when that pandemic happened and everybody went and got toilet paper? It's like, what? Yeah, oh God. You know? I thought we had 10 years of memes for sure. I know, I know. And do you think there's like an underlying meaning behind the pandemic itself? Like there's an opportunity here that we're being- Yeah, I, I, I do, man. I think, uh, you know, like I said, I've been, I've been just refining new skill sets. You know, skill sets that I think are a little bit closer to Earth than before. Uh, you know, like my my consistent day to day. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, I deal with a lot of finance, high sophisticated finance projects, and, and all that. And it's like that's all well and good when culture is moving at a trajectory that is predictable and the pace is right. But like I've been going back to, I did construction for my uh, family construction company for, uh, you know, like when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, somewhere in there, all that range. And I've been getting back to it, uh, learning the skills on how to build again and, uh, you know, really getting myself back to more so, I guess, I don't know, earth, earthy um skill sets you know things that are actually like needed for infrastructure and, and all that no that's good that's good and and 
how's um do you feel like you were telling me uh that you you know had a experience with um LSD like how how has how has that kind of opened your eyes yeah you're, this, I just want to point out you're like super uncomfortable saying the actual word. You like always no, whisper just, like a kid cussing around their parents. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I I talk really slow, but yeah. No. All yeah. right. Well, no, I know, I know, I get, I, I know you, Mister. Uh, <laughs> never mind. But yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, like, is there anything? Because I've I don't have any experience with this. I'm just curious. It, it was good man you know it what it told me and i've done a couple things over the past few weeks just because that's like part of my routine for checking in with my body is like you know i'm not like the type who like takes a ton and goes overboard anymore you know when i was 20 you know you're chasing the dragon but uh now it's like i, I chasing the dragon i'm chasing the dragon yeah <laughs> it's good whatever like going deeper than you need to because you're an animal but um, I, you know, I'll take a little bit of, you know, something that kind of shifts the way I think about myself. I love existentialism. We know that, like how many talks have we had about death, but I love existentialism. And so like talking about, um, you know, in, internally, like an inner monologue that like makes me chase my behavior and validate it and uh, try and attack it from a different perspective is super important to me. And so, you know, those things have helped me a lot with uh you know my my maturation process like as i've become what i consider to be more mature and i'm sure you know there's a ton of people who disagree with that but, right. you know whatever uh but this last the last two that i have had and i've done it i've done uh, lsd and mushrooms um uh once each since this whole thing started and both of them have been very strict in what they were telling me and very um, forward in saying like look right now is a time for you to set a spike like an like a um, like a, um, I guess like like a goal you know like a, a goal it just it kind of came to me as an image of like a throwing a javelin up a mountain to a certain point and that's where you have to get to and so setting a goal for your next my next year and for my next five years and really just when we come out of this whole thing uh clawing at that and focusing on that and not um kind of being uh, wrapped up in too much in just the day-to-day -day stuff but making my day-to-day kind of collapse into a purpose for those long-term goals you know right oh, so that you know it, that's kind of what happens to me with those things it's not like i just sit there and like laugh at cartoons in my head or anything <laughs> like that, you know yeah it's more of a like a real you take it for growth purposes you're not just sitting there trying to have, yeah. you know yeah time. yeah i found that uh you know a, a small amount of any uh like psychoactive chemical and dancing to me just like puts me in this space where i just like i i can hear it you know like the message from whatever intelligent thing keeps all this stuff moving forward Right, right, right. It has a very specific message for me. It just says, like, hey, be a better person in these ways uh, and and aim for this. Here's your, here's a little bit more of your purpose, you know? Right. Oh, that's good. That's good. And another thing I've been thinking about lately is just how this whole situation is going to impact the election in just a few months now. We're in May. So yeah. um, I, I feel like before this happened, Trump was 
probably going to win again. Yeah. You know, but with how he's handled it or his, or what people's perception, what people, people's perceptions are of how he's handled it, I think that it might impact. And I'm not sure if his win is uh, still, you know, eminent like it was before. Yeah. Um, the thing is, the thing is also a lot of people are saying Biden is not going to, he doesn't cut it. Yeah. You know, he's he's not a super fan of either you know i i my whole thing is i'm just not a diehard political stance type of person like i'm not most people looking at me or listening to the way that i behave they're like you're a flaming liberal you know (laughs) and i would say like culturally i'm very much a liberal but i ride somewhere more towards a conservative behavior when it comes to like finance and and all that but at the same time i don't because i'm really policy driven you know like e- each each issue merits an unbiased uh vantage point to make a decision you can't just say like well i identify this way i'm not a politician so i don't have to like give and take on my beliefs so that i get elected it's like i believe that i feel this way about this subject matter and i'm going to vote this way it doesn't matter if it's with left, right, middle, whatever, you know, mm. it's like, here's what I feel internally is the right answer for this question or this problem that I'm trying to, that I've been opted or that I've been offered a, you know, a sliver of opportunity to change. You know? Right, right. So, so what's your response to what I said? <laughs> um, you, I guess my question yeah. is, do you yes, think I anything? Yeah, I'm prone to diatribe. That's okay. I, I I think I don't, wait, I don't think he's got as much, but you know, I also think that his you know, the people that ran his campaign before got in a bit of trouble because it was a data driven campaign. Uh, and you know, Facebook and a lot of those large data collection agencies got in some trouble because of the Trump campaign. And so it's I don't know if he's going to have the fortitude to be able to do the same exact thing he did last time or if he can use the same exact data that he used for the last one and just keep doing the same tactic, you know, but I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Politics is not my strong suit, but. Yeah, not really to politics as much. It was just really curious to see how this is really going to impact things, how long this whole thing is going to last. You know, yeah. um, I don't think people took it as seriously before, but now it's been two months, <laughs> two yeah. months being cooked in a house, divorce rates are going up. Well, and they just told, uh, they just said on the news, you know, whatever news station, cut and paste, uh, that it, this may be a two year thing. They expect a second wave to shut everything down again. And, you know, like, that's why, like I said, I'm building new skill sets that are like rudimentary and not rudimentary, but like you know, foundational and I'm picking up my fishing pole and my gun and figuring out how to catch animals again. Right. <laughs> it may be a necessity if this goes on for two years. Like that's a huge That's a long time. Yeah. And that kind of begs the question, you know, how's the world gonna change? Because the idea of, you know, being able to get a job where you can just make, you know, minimum wage and get by kind of goes out the window. Yeah. Like now, if you don't have real skills or if you're not in the technology field where you can still work remotely, yeah, really limited. 
you know, yeah. you can do, especially if your job is not quote unquote essential. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like it's really, really going to change the world in a lot of ways. Well, and you know, this just popped into my head and let's see if I can chase it to something that's relevant enough. But, uh, you know, there's this idea that, you know, everybody in the world is a real estate agent. You know, right. it's like one of the most saturated, especially in California. I think there's 80,000 real estate agents, uh, you know, from two years ago, and that's probably grown. But um, there's kind of a, you know, there's market shift. You know, there's uh, market cycles, excuse me, where there's uh, an influx of inventory. And then during that growth of inventory, uh, the amount of real estate agents also chases that you know it comes as there's more inventory more people come in to attack those vacant not vacant houses but like the housing sector to help people who are looking to buy and it's usually indicative of the market being somewhat stable where people have the ability to spend money and buy and yada yada well you know i'm wondering with this massive cycle that's happening with like the global market not just like housing it's like the entirety of our financial institutions around the world are are during this are going through a downturn like the way that you plan being a, a real estate agent at least the way i see it is you want to be when it's starting to come back up before it's been saturated by um, agents again you want to catch it here so that you can build a client client base um before there's a ton of people out there spending dollars on marketing and saturating the market you know there's like a little goldilocks zone you know, right. And then once it gets here, it's extremely saturated and there's too many agents and not enough housing anymore. And then it starts to probably do this, not because of that solely, obviously, but then it just becomes way too much of a headache and people are established for this cycle and they already have their clients. They have already built their SEO and all that stuff. So they're the ones who ride this thing all the way up to here. And then, then there's a ton of people and it starts dropping and then you know, people start falling off and there's less and less and less and less agents, you know, and then it repeats and repeats. I wonder what that's going to look like if there's a similar thing with all sorts of different job types and um, industries and sectors and whatnot. With this whole thing, like what, when we hit the bottom is when people really need to figure out how to move and, and get back to things. Uh, and come up with their strategies and everything. And unfortunately, a lot of people are going to be stuck in fear base, especially if this drags out for two years. If this drags out for two years, people are going to be, I mean, it'll be like apocalypse situation. You know, like people are going to die. Legitimately, people are going to die. People are probably already dying because of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're committing suicide. It's yeah. So, crazy. you know, the, I think the smartest thing you can do is uh, obviously have your skills to be able to survive in whatever context that is. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be like an alarmist and say like, go buy a bunch of guns and be ready to kill anybody that goes to your premises at all. But what I'm saying is like, be able to, you know, I, I have fishing rods. I live right by the ocean. And I've always, you know, had the ability to fish. Um, I also, you know, I have guns and I've, I was raised learning how to shoot guns and, you know, We've got bunnies in the canyons around here and yeah. got to do what I got to do. I got to do what I got to do. But assuming it doesn't get that bad, um, refine your skill set right now to whatever you want to get back to and be ready with a marketing campaign and all of that for when this downturn starts going up, that you can be somebody first to your market uh, and hit it hard, you know? Yeah, I think, I think this, I think this is definitely, um, 
what's the best way to put this? This is speeding up our technological evolution, especially when you consider the advent of robotics and how robotics was already taking a lot of jobs, like robots. And then you think about AI, and then you think about social media, and how much uh, this whole situation has actually increased um, the use of social media. It's like pretty much made it inescapable. Yeah. But now you're just sitting at home all day with nothing to do. And now what, what do you do? Get back on Facebook or yeah. Instagram or whatever else that you use, you know? Yeah. So I feel like this is pushing us in a, in a society or this is definitely speeding up the process and um, moving us into society where it's all technological. And then throw in VR and virtual reality and it's like, you know, it's just, this is just speeding up the process. I, I fully agree. I think uh, a lot of jobs coming back from this are going to realize why do we spend the money on uh, an office when we right. we were able to function, you know? Right. No, absolutely. So, absolutely. I think. Yeah. yeah like, so I, I do think, you know, and that's what I was saying. Is like I think this is this is a shift. Like it's not necessarily like some radical, you know, like hippie version of Age of Aquarius, yada yada. I don't know. Like that would be awesome. I'm all about change. You know, that's why I like psychedelics. It's a massive wrench thrown in my habit. You know, but uh, I think that what this is is like a small pivot. For such a large machine like the human global economic mechanism and and culture itself like a small tiny shift like this is a small vertex that over time is creates a completely different reality you know right 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 I, i'm i'm interested man like people who are freaking out I, I feel bad for them but you know like are you were you super stoked with your life beforehand like just going to work and doing the day-to-day -day? like this is at least something exciting and new and different and right. you know obviously there's going to be people that hear that and maybe think that i'm being extremely ridiculous and not thinking about the people whose lives this is affecting but you know like obviously everybody has their own story in this whole thing and you know, i've had somebody uh one of the first people to see our baby after she was born uh she got it her husband got it she died her husband uh, just got out of urgent care, I believe, and then wow. you know, his father died as well from taking the babies, uh, their two kids. So like this whole thing ravaged, you know, some, it came pretty close to me and my family. And, you know, I don't want to at all, like take that out of the equation. But for me, it's like, you know, of course, when people die in your life, you got to keep going. It's unfortunate. Like that's the way, that's the way right. it goes. Right? So I keep my vantage point at, you know, uh, you know, what is, how interesting can life be even through, you know, that you walk through the valley of the shadow of death and you, know, you see no evil, hear no evil. You know, it doesn't have to be negative stuff. It's obviously unfortunate and very stressful and, and saddening at times, but, you know, there's more to life as well. There's the other side of the pillow. Right. I think what really helps is understanding the deeper meanings of life, and that includes realizing that you know you never really die yeah you know what i mean i was having a conversation with my brother and kobe died and i was i was telling him that the tragedy in the situation isn't actually kobe dying because i don't believe he's dead in the sense of his we're consciousness yeah he lives on his energy lives on and uh so the tragedy for me wasn't 
the fact that he died, which is, which is his tragedy. Yeah. The tragedy for me was the fact that he's never going to be that beautiful painting that he was. Yeah. You know, he's never going to come back, even if, let's say, he gets reincarnated. He's never going to be reincarnated as Kobe Bryant. Never yeah. again. That beautiful painting that's irreplaceable, that one-of-a-kind painting. Yeah. For me, that's the real tragedy in death when, when he dies. It's like, if your mom dies, your dad dies, just one of you love dies, you're not dead. So that's that's comforting. It's like, okay, I am going to see this person again whenever that time is, whether it's when I die as well or wherever it is, wherever it is they're not really dead, right? That's right. But to know that you're never going to see them as that person that you've known them your whole life to be, you know? Yeah. They happen to you. I know you live on. I'm going to celebrate your life. But like Brett and the way I know him and his beautiful, handsome face and uh, how funny he is and his mannerisms and how caring he is and how loving he is and how much he loves his daughter, at least physically. Yeah. But tragedies, I'm never going to see him as that person, that face. Forever, yeah. Well, you know, and this is funny because this is a thing that uh, Sophia and I talk about a lot and you know it's always kind of this funny conversation and uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm constantly pushing against her and preparing her for our deaths you know mm -hmm. I don't know why I, I've been so infatuated with death in my whole life but it's like the thing that gives life meaning you know is that there is a finite amount of life for you and for your loved ones and, and the deepening of your relationships over time makes that preciousness harder and harder to come to terms with when you want to exit and i'm constantly telling her you know hey i love you and i love that baby right. and i have another mission that is a lot longer of a time frame that you know i need and i tell her because you know i want to and just and just so you know uh unfortunately you have to uh cut the short soon have no worries. But yeah, yeah. I wanted to say I really, really want to get deep into this conversation and get your thoughts on on, on death because I didn't even know that you um, it was a topic that you really were passionate about. Yeah. But I'd love to definitely give this uh, indefinite amount of time for us to talk about it on the next time we do it. Yeah. Or we or we, or we get on the conversation and we talk about it. Um, so please finish your statement, but don't get too deep into it because I want to give this a lot yeah, of time. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. A whole nother conversation for us to do this. But basically it's just, you know, I'm telling her I I as a as you know, I think as a masculine force, uh, their danger is an inherent uh sex has an, an inherent sexiness to it, you know? Mm. That's why I like riding motorcycles and climbing mountains and all that, like is very um exciting to me and you know, she's not necessarily into those sorts of like thrill seeking mechanisms. But I've told her, like, you know, I have pretty big plans on climbing mountains and doing pretty dangerous things. And you have to understand that's like, I need that, you know, and and I and that's what I'm telling her is like when I climb a mountain, I, I have a conversation with God similar to when I'm, you know, taking one of the, those psychedelics that I was talking about, like just the clarity that comes out of like a, an extreme exerting of effort and focus and a, and a goal, all of it's lining up to this whole thing. And that's where lessons and, and alchemy happens you know so i always kind of we joke with each other but it's always kind of like you know hey i may die younger <laughs> trying to chase this thing that's telling me stuff that's really important to me and remember i'm here for that before i even met you 
Right. They're like, and that's hard to have with most people's girlfriends. But yeah, yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> my purpose here, as much as I care about our relationship, has nothing to do with you. It's more about me and my growth and my path and my journey in yeah. this lifetime. So that's hard for a lot of people to, to take in because they want to combine your purpose with theirs and it's just like, it's different. Well, and, and only in chasing that perfection for yourself or whatever, perfection is a terrible word, like only in searching the better version of you and getting closer to that voice that I was referring to, do you become even better at connecting with other people, especially your partner, you know? So I think it's the one goal everybody should be focused on. And then the byproduct of doing the right search or searching for the right thing is that all of your other relationships and all of your other behaviors become clean and more effective and more efficient and uh, healthier, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's well said. I was going to ask you one more thing, but I'm going to put that on our next conversation as well. I'm so glad that it's been a year, over a year, since, uh, since we had a talk, a nice talk like this, so. Yeah. Well, um, let's, do one, let's do one seriously, like every two days or something right now. Yeah, I mean, this, like, this is showing how simple it is because before we had to actually be in the same place. Yeah. But I mean, it's been been talking now for forty minutes, and it feels like it's only been five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know we used to do like long, long. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of exciting, and like I said, it's super easy. Yeah. Um, yeah this is one of the gifts of coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Corona brought us together. Yeah, helping us figure out easy ways to still do podcasts. Yeah. Right together um so i wanted to ask you like a really good question about perseverance but um because i was watching something about it yesterday and about about the importance of perseverance uh -huh. and the scene you've done on me that you're you're, you're one of the most hardworking people <laughs> i've ever met and you always persevere through anything but we're gonna set that for next time because i know you're gonna have a really good answer for that thanks for people that are yeah, yeah. Just for people that are, feel stuck right now, you know, I think that my response to that and your response to that is going to be very helpful. So we're definitely going to uh, touch on that next time. Uh, and guys, you guys are listening right now. Brett is, he's a fucking genius. He really is. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because he's my friend. He's a genius. So thank you again for, uh, for, for blessing us with your voice and presence. Dude, thanks for. Yeah, I always love talking, man. So seriously, let's yeah. pump a bunch of these out. I, I love, I love talking, man. Yeah, I mean, literally every conversation that we have offline, it's it's a podcast in itself. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm glad we can we we have a way now to just easily knock them out. So yeah, we'll be doing a lot more. And uh, until next time, guys. Yeah. Make sure you guys are following Cheesecake and Coffee Podcast. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Brett, for people that want to follow you or spy on you or stalk you online. Yeah, Brett did it on Instagram is really I don't do a ton of social media stuff, but That's I do need to start doing more. Um so Instagram's kind of the easiest one. So Brett dot did dot it is where I'm, I'm Okay, at. cool. And I'll have you in the in the description. So I'll have your your uh, social media in the description. Cool. cool. Until next time. You, I love you, man. Yeah, peace and love. <laughs>